Welcome to Ancient Answers, the show where we discuss uh, modern problems, modern issues by looking towards the, ancient, the wisdom of the ancient civilizations that came before us. My name is Shane. I'm Gordon. And today we are going to do another Q&A episode, or as we like to call it, quote and answer, where, we take, <laughs> and answer. Yeah. where we take four quotes uh, from various uh, philosophers, politicians, orators throughout history, and we analyze them and take a look at them through sort of a modern lens. That's right. Kind of give our own personal take on, on the vi vitality of those uh, yeah. quotes. See, All right. see if they're still relevant. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick us off today with uh, Confucius, who is one of our favorites here. The superior man understands what is right. The inferior man understands what will sell. Oh, okay. That, <laughs> that kind of caught me by surprise. That is actually a profound... I've spent part of my life doing sales, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, uh, no offense there, Gordon. Sessions of a salesman here. Um, you know, that, that is relevant in politics. It has been... Yes. I mean, I'm certainly aware enough of written records of the ancient, uh, particularly ancient Greece, where, where, you know, Thucydides made comment about, uh, you know, unscrupulous politicians that would say flattering words to the public mm -hmm. to sell whatever venture. In fact, that whole disastrous venture to Syracuse and, and uh, uh, Sicily during the Peloponnesian War uh, was a big sales pitch yeah. from his perspective. So interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and I, I especially, this one really, really leapt out at me when I was looking up uh, uh, different quotes to use for this episode, because I think that this is incredibly particular right now when we're looking at, uh, you know, things like climate change is probably the big example I would like to cite where there's this idea of, okay, here's what we need to do to get this under control and to try and reverse the damage that we've done or at least slow it down. And yet there's this massive monstrous reluctance to do what is right in my opinion because it affects the bottom line you know there's it's, yeah. it's not profitable to change what we're doing it's not profitable to innovate and find these new ways of doing things or it's, it's going to be too expensive to make all of these changes and for what well it's it's the right thing like mankind i i think Mankind will be fine if we're still talking about climate change. I mean, we're so adaptive, we'll survive. But who knows what kind of damage we'll do along the way. So that, that was what really leapt out at me for that one. Well, we've certainly seen examples in human history of collapse. Mm -hmm. You know, Jared Diamond's book certainly uh, documents everything from the Vikings who disappeared off Greenland, uh, the Easter Island. But, you know, recently, one of the things I have done some digging is is uh, Western Africa, some of okay. the uh, you know, emerging history that's coming out of that area. And for weird reasons, there seems to have been ecological uh, disasters in those areas mm -hmm. that w were never accounted for. They were kind of separated from the part of the world that had literacy at the time and could write about it. Okay. But uh, if you want to go to something like the Bronze Age collapse back in roughly 1200 BC, uh, what scant written records have survived uh, we are aware that um, in terms of politicians trying to sell people on responding to a crisis, we don't really know what the crisis is, but it seemed to be that they, they w did resort to trying to engage in military activity at a time when they could not afford to as a way to supplement the fact that other things were collapsing. So hmm. uh, there are some commentaries here. I mean, I'm, I guess my thought is that this is probably more appropriate to politicians than probably any other uh, 
profession mm -hmm. in the fact that do you sell or sorry do you tell the people the truth or do you sell them something yeah i think our world today has become much like that yeah the sense of honor the sense of of speaking truth yeah that's an that that has a that makes me really think. I, I that's a good quote. <laughs> that and that, like I said, as soon as I read that one, it, it leapt right out at me for all those reasons. I think I think it has incredible relevance today. So, all right, what's uh, what's the next one you got for us there, Gord? Uh, I have it. When you are content to be simply yourself and don't compare to oh, I'm having some issues reading this one, <laughs> and don't compare to Compete. Compete. Everyone will respect you. So, Sorry, I'm having, just having a little problem with the reading there yeah. and the light. Uh, that's an interesting, you know, if I'm personal, personal tranquility. Yeah, so when you are content to be simply yourself and don't compare or compete, everyone will respect you. Okay, so that's, to me, to me that has a lot to do about sort of inner peace or like, you know, finding yourself and almost ignoring the rat race going on around you. Um, there's, a, there's a deep truth to that, that we live in a world where by nature of our, uh, you know, our business environment, mm -hmm. you want to sell people on being insecure. Okay. Because they'll buy more makeup, they'll buy a fancier car, oh, they will yeah, buy a yeah. bigger house. I mean, there is a, a human psychological connection between making people feel uncomfortable, unfulfilled, unsatisfied, and telling them, but if you buy material things, <laughs> you know, that'll, you'll that'll fill, patch the hole in yeah, your heart. You'll fill that void that's inside. That's right. Yeah. And yet, it, the, the interesting thing is, we talk philosophically, both in our modern societies, about and adm admire those that seem to have an inner peace, mm -hmm. or they seem to be content with their lives, and we go, oh... Wouldn't that be wonderful to have such a wonderful life? Yeah. Well, it's not that those people don't have their own challenges, but they do maybe more serenely approach life, don't flare up. Uh, they can take a second breath and then uh, tackle a problem with, with, uh, with quiet determination. Yeah. We admire that, and we give a great lip service to that. But if you think about it, uh, we don't necessarily... Emphasize. I mean, how many cop shows do you have the, you know, at the end of the episode, the officer ch chasing down the bad guy with gun in hand going, hey, do you think we could talk about it? <laughs> it doesn't make for good television. <laughs> no. But that's, you know, yeah. I think that's a constant feed into yeah. our drama society. Uh, interesting. We're, I think we're caught between the two sides of admiring those that seem to have peace of mind mm -hmm. and seem to have an inner tranquility. Mm-hmm. To those action activity that excite us because they're dramatic. That actually, that that's a really good point. That dichotomy, I guess, where you know we sort of desire one, but we or we desire both in a sense. I mean, I, I think everyone wants that sense of inner peace and that inner tranquility for their own benefit and you know their their own relaxation and lack of stress would be an absolutely wonderful thing. But at the same time, like you said, everyone loves a good good bit of drama, and I mean. 
the number of times I've heard friends of mine talking about people watching or, you know, you, you hear an argument in public and you just kind of pull one earbud out or, or just mute your music to eavesdrop oh, and course. listen in, yeah, like that whole course. thing, right? Like, everyone loves a little bit of drama, they just don't like it in their own life. <laughs> and sadly, we do confess that sometimes we all like a little gossip. Yes, yes. That <laughs> we is. won't confess too much to that. Yeah. Uh, to, to get a little more back to the, the quote on hand, though, I, I do, like for me personally, one thing I've tried to do very much in the last uh, well, while, uh, I try to be very, very honest with myself. Um, which is incredibly difficult to do. I mean, we all fool ourselves to some degree. There's always a, a certain level of self-delusion. Um, you know, can't see the forest through the trees, right? When you're too close to something, you, you can't get a proper perspective on it. And so it's, it's, I think it's impossible to get a true perspective on the kind of person you really are. Um, so it's, it's a continual exercise for me uh, to just try and, and be honest with myself. And I find that it has really helped me in my life to understand the kind of person that I am because I understand how I react to things. I, I have an understanding of why I might perceive things a certain way or if I don't, well then I need to figure out why. Where, okay, this doesn't make sense to me. Why am I reacting in this manner? And since I started... That's, that's, that's an important point. Well, and, and honestly, since I started thinking that way, I have been a lot calmer. I found that things have gone better for me to the point where if, if something goes really sideways for me and I'm just having... A, an awful, terrible day. It's to the point now where that's second nature, and I know myself well enough that I know that okay, get through today, get a good night's sleep, you'll be okay tomorrow. And that's now, that's it. Like I've I've it's I've gone through it enough times, and I understand myself well enough and how I react to things to know that, and I have found it so invaluable. You know, that, that does give me a, a deep thought. I mean, I think of my journey, my life, I'm in my mid-50s, and I am certainly aware that in my 20s and 30s, I would <laughs> I would overreact to a few things. <laughs> See, I underreact to the point where I get myself in trouble. <laughs> okay, so we, we represent a little bit of an opposite yes, there. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, I think I'm quite different. I, I certainly, family and friends have commented that uh, to some events and so on, uh, that I'm a little different now than I was before, maybe a little age, a little wisdom. I don't over, like I, I make a point of not overreacting to things that come as long as surprise me. Mm -hmm. It's not that, it, you know, once or twice a year I throw something against the wall, <laughs> like an ink cartridge that won't work, and that was a mistake. <laughs> okay, but, that printers can smell fear, though, yeah, so it's good that, to intimidate that, them every now and then. That, that, then you know, I said printer ink. That okay. wasn't a smart move when I threw it against the wall. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, we'll, we'll, we'll go on to the next quote okay, here. Okay, yeah, before we get too, uh, too personal here. So uh, this is a philosopher I've, I've not really been familiar with. Uh, I'm not even sure how to pronounce the name. It's a Greek name. Uh, Agilius. Agil oh, that's Agilius? Okay. There you go, Agilius. Uh, it isn't positions which lend distinction, but men who enhance positions. Yes. And in, in fact, that circles back to our nutty case of politics, particularly south of the border, to our yes. dear friends in the... The lower 50, well, 50 states. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. And, 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 oh, gee, if you yeah. think about the craziness that's going on in terms of that. Well, yeah, that, that is actually a, a very true example. So it isn't positions which lend distinction, but men who enhance positions. I mean, look at the, the position of the President of the United States is a highly lauded, highly exalted position. But then you look at the individual who has just vacated that position and has, yeah. and has very very little respect on a on on the global board, 
and just and should be noted here though this quote references to men yes i think it's important that we make reference that there are superb women leaders oh absolutely Uh, this yeah this i this is a case where we very much need to take the quote in the context in which it was absolutely right it was thousands of years ago so but let's think about that fact is 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 uh how we position do we laud the person for the title that they have or do we laud the person for the job they're doing? Because sometimes we it, it, a, a little pause. You know, we're quick to criticize politicians. I, I'm not talking about the one you were just mentioning, but mm-hmm. just the rank and file of people that fulfill in either state level or provincial level and so on, or town and community, who put effort, and they make a career out of it. Yep. But they, they have to serve. They often have to do weird and odd hours and go to a lots of public events. Uh, I mean, I have been friends and, and, and maintained contact to many local uh, public fig- figures, and I will say, generally speaking, I'm impressed by the character that many of them have. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get everybody who's perfect. No. And let's not be you know crazy in thinking that that's the case, but many do try to do a good job mm-hmm. and it's a con- to run a democracy is a complicated thing yes and, and we 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 sometimes uh, chide our elected officials that they don't answer all our problems and our questions uh, you know and we judge them on a personal basis because we don't know what they're really doing so we can actually give an accurate mm-hmm. evaluation of what they're doing professionally well, and, and I think we have a an ignorance gap in our society. Well, and along those lines, I know that's a big criticism I hear about the uh, our own federal government in particular, and just not just the 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 individuals who are in power right now, but overall, uh, there's there's the big issue where oh well, you know nothing ever gets done. Well, a lot gets done, but it, it takes a long time when you're running a country of 30-some million people who all have a a voice and a say in what happens, and there's all these different processes that are in place to make sure that no one takes over absolutely. (laughs) Let let alone 327 million self-investment. Yeah, population-wise, we're a relatively small country, and it's still a big, complicated machine. Although, really, between Canada and the United States, we experience all the same issues mm-hmm. and mechanisms and governance. I mean, the, the basic government systems are similar enough that, that you can compare. They, one is a parliamentary system and one is a congressional system. Yeah. But uh, it, again, it is important that we have leaders that, yeah. that pick that one. Well, and, and just, to, just to sort of end off, uh, we, we mentioned the, you know, the, the former president of the United States who was recently vacated. And, and you know, if we look at the handling of the, the COVID pandemic under his leadership, less than stellar, almost 500,000 dead at this point in the United States. And then we look to New Zealand, where Prime Minister uh, Jacinda Ardern, I believe, uh, Ardern, Ardern, uh, the last name. I can't uh, remember how to pronounce it. Yeah, 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 Jacinda, I believe it's Ardern. Um, Jacinda, we'll call her Jacinda. (laughs) Well, the Prime Minister of New Zealand has done a tremendous job of protecting the citizens in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic. And they've had, I mean... Now, let's be honest, it's a very different country. It's a small island nation of only about five or six million people, I believe. It's much more isolated, but still, the fact that they were able to get things under control and shut things down to the point where they haven't had a COVID case in, I think, two months. Well, you know, Canada's actually per capita infection rate is uh, about 20, 
five percent okay. of the United States. Okay. Yeah. So and a per capita race in the United States is four times mm-hmm. more impact. So yeah. however, leadership, you're right. This is at this time we all know that COVID completely dominates our lives. Yeah. So it is an interesting to re- reference the ancient wisdom of how they saw the the role of our leaders. Yeah. Well, the next quote comes from Socrates. Oh, good old Socrates. Or as uh, Bill, and, Bill and Ted said, Socrates <laughs> in that uh, award-winning movie. Um, the only true wisdom is in knowing you know nothing. Oh, the Socrates quote right That's there. right. That's <laughs> the quote from Socrates. And it's not just, and it applies to Jon Snow. <laughs> uh, but go. it is, I, I would say, one of the, Truly great quotes of all time mm-hmm. uh, comes from Socrates, where he wanted to emphasize that uh, you know what the real knowledge is to realize that you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you could even re- reference Donald Rumsted, uh, former Defense Secretary of the United States, back about uh, oh, sixty years this. ago. It's the unknown unknowns that we don't yeah. we have to fear. But it is true, we humans. Uh, you know, a, a small bit of knowledge is dangerous mm-hmm. because it can create a false sense that you know what all you need to know about something to be an expert. Yeah. And then, of course, you go on social media and you blast out there and then you wonder why you get so much flaming repons- <laughs> responses back and then you feel yourself persecuted yeah. and then you go into depression and then, you know, it's just... I'm making that fun. spiraled very quickly. There you go, spiraled. <laughs> then you start drinking. <laughs> you got to go to rehab. But anyways, <laughs> the, the challenge of not... If there's anything that has profoundly touched me in, I guess, the last 10 years, is the, is the very much awareness that in spite of, I think I'm a relatively studious person and I like to look, look up and learn about things and I love documentaries and stuff, but is the growing realization that the more I know, the more I realize I don't know because there's so much to know. And... and- a big takeaway for me on that is that there's there's nothing wrong with ignorance. There is now there's to clarify that's, that that's there's, true. Yeah. there's but there's there's the deliberate ignorance where you get some people who are proud of the fact that they don't know anything or when they're presented evidence that they just immediately reject it because it doesn't jive with their beliefs. But then there's the that is a human so, characteristic. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So there, so I want to differentiate between that because to me I think that that is something that should be spoken down to the deliberate ignorance, but for just the genuine ignorance, I don't think anyone can really be held accountable for things that they don't know. But just, if you don't know something, you don't know something. And like you said, if you don't know it, how are you going to know that you don't know it? <laughs> it's just this kind of vicious circle. So this, But uh, having this understanding that you don't know everything, that you don't have all the answers, and making an effort to, to learn or at least keep an open mind is something to be highly applauded, I think. I, I have found as a verbal strategy in a situation where I'm confronted when it's obvious I don't know something, mm-hmm. everybody gets worried about how do I deal with that without looking dumb, you know, mm-hmm. without looking yeah. socially. Yeah, you realize you're out of your depth all of a sudden. Depth, and- is to say, you know... I've been able to learn a lot of things about X. You know, X would be something related. But I guess this is something I, I haven't had the opportunity to learn about. Yeah. And that's when you can make a choice to either, you know what, I'm going to go look this up. I mean, we have something called the Internet. <laughs> now, take the Internet a little bit carefully because yeah. uh, even you know sources like Wikipedia, which I quite enjoy, 
uh, visiting. Uh, you know, you have to be careful because it can be rewritten by someone who wants to make a point rather than tell the truth. Yeah. Uh, but we have actually a tool today of un profound complexity, the internet and other sources, and at least reaching out to people to get, uh, you know, comments and feedback and crowdsourcing and st stuff like that for information. We live in a world actually where there's almost too much information, but you'll never know it all. So don't worry about knowing it all because mm -hmm. you never will. Yeah. You don't live long enough to do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just say, you know what? That's something I don't know about. Yeah, there's, that's an interesting. There's nothing wrong with that. And I, I found myself in in quite a number of conversations with friends where there might be some debate going on, be it about politics or science or or whatever. But there have been times where I've been asked my opinion, and I've just had to say, I don't know enough about this subject to contribute. True. And that, that's it. Like I don't know enough about this to to be willing to say anything because I've got nothing to stand on. Like I I might be spewing BS for all I know, and I'd rather just sit here and quietly listen yep. and learn from you individuals who know what you're talking about <laughs> listen twice speak once there you go there's a <laughs> it's that's the same rule for uh, uh, tr uh, uh tradesmen oh tradeswomen yes is you know Me measure, measure twice, twice cut once, cut once. <laughs> it's listen twice talk once there you go <laughs> Well, that, I think that wraps up a, another great episode. We, we had four great, you had two, I had two. Mm -hmm. We had uh, some interesting commentaries thinking about those and reflecting on our lives. Uh, I want to thank those that listened in on this episode. We always appreciate any feedback uh, coming in. And after, dude, if you have a topic or you think you have a quote that we should address at some point that we haven't yet done, we look forward to that feedback. Mm -hmm. I'm Gordon. And I'm Shane. And we thank you for listening to another episode of Ancient Answers in the Question and Quote. Uh, quote, quote, and, and quote and Answer. Quote and Answer. I got that mixed up. <laughs> quote and Answer episode. Thank you again. <laughs>